Hey, everybody. Welcome to John and Dylan Online. I am Dylan Gott. Firstly, I'd like to say I got some egg on my face because last week I was supposed to schedule the Newgrounds.com episode for this week, but instead I, for some reason, posted it last Thursday. So as a make good, what we're going to do is have a preview of our Patreon feed. This episode is about the band Rancid. If you like the band Rancid, I'd like to pre-apologize because we make a lot of harsh judgments on your character based only on that piece of information. So please enjoy this episode, unless you like Rancid, in which case you're going to want to, I don't know, come up to our house and lick our face after you're done hanging outside a middle school, seeing what the teens look like. Goodbye. Welcome to the Patreon feed. Pussies. Yeah, that's right. We can swear. Actually, we swear a lot more than most people do already. (laughs) I fucking hate. I'm glad I swore right there. I fucking hate. Everyone is banging on about fucking free speech. And I am so angry every day that like YouTube, Instagram, if you say fuck, they'll demonetize your account and kill your dad. And it's just like, that's actually fucked up. I'm allowed to swear. If anywhere deserves swearing, it is a Mark Zuckerberg owned social media account. They should just be called fuck. What did we do? But like, oh, yeah, yeah I just I fucking hate it. It's so fucking weird. And, uh, and like you just see people just spilling like uh, this shows who shows up in my for you feeds. But like you see so many people spelling pedophile with an R instead of an E. And I'm like, is this is what it's become? Oh, yeah, misspelling things or they bleep out parts of the word pedophile. But it is like you work hard on a video and you're like, fuck, do I have a weird word sensor or bleep this so that and I don't know if this if that actually like makes the video have more traction or if everyone just thinks it does. So you know what I mean? Like, I yes, of course, it's all like everything is just the. Here's the things that I miss from pre-pandemic. No one used the word algorithm ever. Here's people you... did. Our friends didn't. Because okay, what great. happened was, I mean, <laughs> what happened was, at least in my within my life, was every single person in Toronto, Canada that did comedy was aware of trying to do things on the internet. And then a guy had 8 million followers on TikTok and now does theater tours. And everyone was like, Che Durano, who's what I'm talking about, super funny guy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, basically, we'll watch this dude not be a like the clubs in Toronto wouldn't let him do 10 minutes, and then he has sells out theaters now. He's been Fair. just I, as funny the whole time. I just and say now that. everyone's like, oh my god, that can actually happen. That's not a bullshit story. And now that's at least within my life. To get signed uh, with my manager here in Los Angeles, I uh, toured around the world extensively. I presented various different uh, business plans. I um, I was showcased for them in, on two continents, and Che Durena uh, didn't leave his basement, and we we're signed with the exact same manager. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, there, there. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, no, but I, I gotta tell. I just here's my problem with just people. Like, just yesterday, I was just at an open mic, and just the shit people are saying. That's like, I wear bright colors now. It's for the algorithm, and I'm like, I want to. I hope, I hope you get caught in a fire, and I hope that top is made of polyester and is melted into your skin. I fucking hate society. Oh yeah, I mean, that is the new. Like selling out used to be trying to like impress some old guy and now it is yeah i think a machine might like this i mean what's even funnier is let's talk about when people were annoying before machines john what's your relationship to the band rancid 
I always, I like, I don't mind their music, but I always felt for what they looked like, it was pretty soft sauce. You know what I mean? Like I grew up in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and we had five gutter punks and they were all real weird guys. And of course I ended up hanging out with some of them a bit. Yeah. One of them used to spit on buses. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, like, oh, it, oh he doesn't even fucking care what happens to that metal. He does not give a shit what happens to that metal and he's going to spit on <laughs> it. We're talking. Yeah. yeah Fuck you. Yeah, man. A bunch of them were in a band called, oh, there was more than four of them, actually, because they were the members of Crankenstein. They were separate gutter punks to the original so Crankenstein's a sick name. Oh, fucking Crankenstein. Fucking ruled, bro. That's sometimes, sometimes we don't even play songs. Sometimes we just go fight the audience. That's I heard one of them say that once when they, everyone else was loading gear and he was just holding one drumstick and it was not the drummer. Rock on. Uh, yeah, I don't. Here's what I, I like Queens of the Stone Age better than Rancid. So I've already very much taken a side on the subject we're going to be discussing, um, which is Tim you Anderson. Like Queens of Stone Age better, I mean, Queens of the Stone Age. I do I will like say Queens this, of John. the Stone Age better than Rancid. Yes. Can I tell you this, John? I'd love if you did. Rancid fucking sucks and I fucking hate them. I fucking hate Rancid. I've Good. always found Rancid fans really annoying. I have I to feel agree. like it was just a thing they faked to try and have anal sex with girls going through something. Okay, great. Okay, I if think you're a we Rancid both... fan out there, which I'm sure some people are, because you know, wrestling fans, I would say, are guys who were like the wrestling fans that remain. You either, um, most of them who listen to podcasts all the time, you you liked punk or metal, and Rancid wrestling fans that liked metal never had to justify why they liked wrestling. They're like, yeah, that's dumb. I like it. Punk fans would come up with some fucking stupid goddamn reason that actually wrestling is a lot like the Roman chorus or whatever. Of and it's course. Like, yeah. Okay. You like Stone Cold when he hits a chick. Like that's, yeah. Let me say this, this right is now. Not, yes. Dylan and I were both dancing around this because clearly we weren't sure if we're the other one liked it. We liked the, like the other band Rancid. That was going on with me. I was like, I guess Dylan likes the band Rancid. Thank God. I think Rancid fucking sucks. And I I love punk and I love all the DIY aesthetic and all that. I have found them to be hack losers. I think Tim Aird, I think Tim Armstrong is a fucking uh a cunning businessman dressed like an asshole. Um, I think uh Matt, what's his face, the bass player, is a truly gifted musician and is the reason that band is successful. Like every good, like reasonable radio play song that you get is Tim Armstrong writes the lyrics. And then that bass player just comes up with hook after hook after hook, because basically rancid success is all of their songs. Even if they're bad, will get stuck in your head. I fucking hate Ruby Soho. That song stinks. And yet it's already <laughs> stuck in my head. Like, it's just like the best, the best punk rock meme ever is, Hey, uh, the new rancid, um, Hey, I just heard the new Clash song. Oh, wait, that's Rancid. Like, it's they're just being the Clash. And I'm going to say this. The Clash are also fine. The Clash are not as good as the Ramones. Everyone can eat my asshole. I hate when punk music, like, I just hate when punk music is also like, hey, let's slow it down. No, that's not. That would be like going to the burger restaurant and being like, hey, let's, let's dab the grease off of the patties. That's not what we're here for. Stop trying to change this. Go to somewhere. Just go listen to regular rock and roll if you want something softer, you fucks. Go ahead, Dylan. Oh, and then we can talk about how Timar Armstrong's a pedophile. We'll get I to mean, that. Listen, a groomer whatever not a capital p i feel like there should be oh my god who's that guy giovanni what's that guy's name that comedian who has that great joke about how people call r kelly a pedophile 
that's not actually what he is. It's a different oh, word yeah, for when you're like like women it, that are just past puberty. But the problem is when you tell people that it makes you sound like a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, I was so angry seeing that joke. I've been I've had that That's in my amazing. Video, I've had that in my fucking notebook for years for the time uh your friend and mine, Jimmy McGee, turned to me and went, Do you know what weirdly annoys me when people refer to uh Woody Allen as a pedophile? And he used the same word he is not. And he is that thing. He's like, That's attracted to teenagers. I'm not saying there's a difference. It just bothers me. And I was just like, in my head, I'm like, I think you're saying, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're like, that's not. Yeah, you don't like you the seeds. Make. You like green bananas. Yeah, exactly. No, it's more like one of those things where <laughs> it's didn't like, even what? Pick up on how creepy that was. Good I know. I picked up on exactly how creepy that was. Because here's like even, green bananas. There's nothing. What's even word is you're implying that people would have fuck seeds. Imagine being attracted to just putting seeds in your piss hole. Oh. Yeah, like that's way bunch. weirder than what we're talking about. No, it's just different. I mean, I would prefer someone to just put a bunch. <laughs> it's just different. It's just different. Put a oh, bunch so of you're su- persecuting this guy because he's different? That's John me, as a lawyer for R. Kelly. First of all, I wasn't R. Kelly's lawyer. I was his spokesman because I was allowed into the courtroom. I gave a speech. What? I was paid to do a job, and I did my job. I would like, I would like everyone to stop persecuting fucking mouthpieces. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. I gave some speeches. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, what? You're coming for Goebbels and Hitler now? Yeah. Okay. What? What is this called? Uh, the uh, what? Are, what do you guys? The Wagner Group. Okay. Well, I don't know what that is, but I'll be giving a speech. Um, <laughs> turns out you have money so i'm here now here's the thing you got to learn about old john hastings coming out of the covid19 pandemic i spent a lot of money on amazon purchases daddy's got debts daddy needs money and now i will be giving a little speech of about women written by someone called the house of Saud. i don't know what it'll be but i see the word blood a lot in here so well i'm looking forward to it i'm looking can i tell you something john that i just now is a new fear is now that I'm doing all these gigs, which is I this is why I like Canadian comedy. I can literally say and do there's nothing better than being a comedian who's not famous. You can take all these gigs where people are like, Yes, yeah, sir, I saw some videos, you're fine. And then, you know, you have a second life on the internet where you curse a lot. And of no course. one gives a shit. It affects it doesn't affect your income at all for now. Knock on basically if this podcast or anything I do takes off, I'm gonna make less money somehow. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> listen, we've said it before. Like, we'll say it many, again. like you, you know, you're you like just a picture of you excitedly shaking hands because you did a corporate with the new fucking guy who's genociding somewhere is possible for me. Oh, just I got to any you. gig. It's like me shaking, just shaking, shaking the fuck out of like, you know, I'm, su- I'm surprised I haven't already like. I've had to say no to some gigs recently because it was like, oh, actually, no, I, I ethically disagree with like where some of the money's going and stuff like that. But it is the weirdest thing to do. And also I'm like, oh, this is the first time I've ever looked this up. I wonder how many people I've unintentionally performed for. It's like, oh, we've donated some of the money to a charity, which actually uh, puts razor blades in babies' mouths. This is a memory I have is my friends were like a very normal rock group to the point where their name was Full Frontal. And then my, my friend Mike and I like did a early Google of Full Frontal Band. And we were like, hey, man, do you want to change your name? There's literally 50 bands with the name Full Frontal. And they were like, no, it's a good name. We're sticking with it. So we're like, like it. okay. So they're just doing like whatever. Let uh, me ask you a question. Let me hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes. Did the band ever cover the song Laid by James? That's the most Canadian rock band cover song ever. I've never heard of that. Oh, song you have ever. heard that song. You've definitely heard that song. Sing it. You've been as a file. So be, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Yeah, Never. you know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me so good. Oh, no, you got they would me do so this. good. They would do this. They would do um they would uh yeah. like that Marilyn Manson tainted love cover was big at the time. So oh, they would just they did that was. exact thing. No, they did a really good thing where they were like, Hey, we're gonna sing um I think we're alone now by Tiffany. And then everyone assumed it would be a metal cover because they're a metal band, but they just sang it very, very, very <laughs> accurately <laughs> so it was like they played fucking slayer cover and then they were like i think we're alone now <laughs> <laughs> and they would also do a thing called guitar sex that was literally just putting two guitars into each other and it made the worst noise i've ever heard in my life oh my god that it would was, make it, it terrible very fun um, they had a concert one time and a guy a, a guy in a punk band there was no one there there was literally me Ugh. in fucking camo cargo shorts mm. Ass hanging out, fucking probably. I'm assuming of long sleeve Volcom shirt on or some whatever. I, me and whatever West Forty Nine would sell me, staring straight forward. And a guy tried to pierce his own, or he did pierce his own uh, lip with a safety pin. And I think he wanted it is like a tough thing. But then the scream he let in was so girlish that uh, my friends and I started <laughs> laughing. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, I... it was a battle of the bands, and one of the bands was a Nazi band. And it's like this oh, like, old, yeah. this, like old Nazi friends showed up, and I was like, well, I don't think they're winning, and they didn't win, which is so I... funny. They were like, we're just Nazis, and uh, we want to participate in yeah. this democratic process still. <laughs> hey, just because we're fascists doesn't mean the process has to be fascist, exactly. Dylan. Government fascism, fine, but on a local level, democracy works. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I have to say is I also was in the fucking small town Canadian punk scene. I assume this was in Toronto in the. It was mid- Oshawa. We went to Oshawa. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I was about to say, because what you really want to do is we're talking like the suburban punk shows in a basement heading out to Alta Vista where you can't f- hear any music. But if you then f- notice the ground is shaking because of how loud they've turned up the bass in a basement show. Oh my God. Yes, please. Just so many people doing impressions of what they think a punk show is supposed to be, but because we're just from Ottawa, you know what I mean? So many things get broken for no reason. And our our mutual friend, Bryn had a really funny story about how he went to one in high school and five straight bands in a row played last caress. And the last one was like, well, this is the song we know. Ooh, baby. When you I mean, I like that they all, all were like, you know what song speaks to me? A song about these guys fucking a body. <laughs> hey, man, Misfits. So Misfits caught on as a t-shirt company. So did the Ramones. Rancid didn't, weirdly. Yeah, but Rancid never had really noted iconography. You know what I'm saying? Rancid yeah, was the more... fucking skull with the mohawk. No, but not in the same way. Like the Ramones... It was like the Ramones, like it's just also the thing is Ranson's a very specific one generation. The uh, the Ramones spans generations, baby, because people fr- that originally like the Ramones, like the Ramones, then people have gotten back into the Ramones in the 90s like I did. And you probably like didn't like the Ramones because you were like weird about music and annoying. Like you're like, no one's ever actually liked the Ramones. They just like the T-shirts. And you say that like it's a statement and everyone wants to punch you. Um, oh no that is true though what you just said is very true uh the ramones are just surf rock by worse musicians they are not they are not worse musicians it's surf rock someone 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 half turned a monkey into a human being put sunglasses on it taught it three chords and the ramones were how 
dare you? First of all, the when the Ramones were their best, they were too fucked up to wear. Well, no, they wore sunglasses, but I don't think they knew that they were wearing sunglasses. First of all, what you're hearing is a alcoholic, a rageaholic, and a heroin addict attempting to play three different songs at the same time, and it worked. It fucking worked. Uh, yeah, we're being for fucking losers. Oh, you fucking got me. <laughs> oh. Do I smell beef? Because I think we're having a roast. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, my God! Put tomatoes on my dick! And yet, Ramones fans, although never was a Ramones uh, fan of their music, I don't, I'm not even better than those bands who, like, have the same song forever. Like, I love Slayer, and Slayer wrote one song, and they were like, yeah, that's good. And then they're oh, just yeah. like, I mean, ah, that's actually not fair. To, that song, no. That's not fair actually, to Slayer. No, they, 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 uh, they've written two songs. They've written two. They, there's the fast. There's basically, they've written Angel of Death. So they're, all their songs either go, the Angel of Death model, or they go Rain and Blood model, which is boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. that's the, the, the and i'm gonna say this right now uh, what else do you want find something that works stick with it it's really hard to evolve oh, like acdc's only ever written one song his name was babe ruth he only ever did one thing and that was hit home <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well, we're here on the acdc thing i remember when i was first yeah. starting stand up uh our friend nathan mcintosh said uh he was all these guys were talking about indie bands and then nathan got frustrated and said about acdc listen i'm sorry the guys who bullied you liked better music but you have to accept that <laughs> I, I mean, mean that's I gotta... what acdc was yeah for sure it's so funny because acdc and was not passing on helped i think because it, different style after that completely the thing that was about my hometown is that the like the like the bully music was all pearl jam it was a very good really? time yeah because it was all like like people pretending to still be gen x because also the thing is all of all of the youngest brothers of all these massive families of stupid baby boomers that shouldn't have had that many kids, but it was the seventies and eighties. So they did all the baby brothers were in my fucking grade from elementary school forward. So we just had like full adults by the time we got to high school, just calling us various slurs for homosexual at bus stops and then speeding away while Everlong played in the background. You know what I mean? Not Everlong. <laughs> fucking so stupid Jeremy or whatever the stupid, um it is so that was a thing too because it's like yeah the amount of like jocks that like pearl jam but then you look into pearl jam you're like oh they kind of like purposely dipped out of being popular because they because were, of like, this oh, they want to exist out of the corporate <laughs> model but then it's like ah uh, too late you made that album you're gay how does <laughs> yeah, that exactly. sound huh buddy eddie vetter you're gay i took <laughs> I your music from you it's mine now bitch I I always think of that about the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Pearl Jam, and that Pearl Jam was like, all right, we need to make a decision to like defrat boy our vibe. We want to like really make sure that people want to come there respected. And Red Hot Chili Peppers are like, how much money are these people in fucking polo shirts who just called Flea a fucking loser going to give us? And they were like, a lot. And they're like, all right. Hey, let's go rip off some Tom Petty songs. That'll be a double album. Why? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean like, that's true. I mean, uh, Anthony Kiedis for sure did. Um, oh boy, he's like Speaking front row at UFCs, and he looks like a scarecrow. I'm gonna say this about Anthony Kiedis. First of all, his book, woo, a lot of 
And then she was 18 and we lived together for three years. And you're like, wait a minute. That I wish you sucked. Get your daughter yeah. to suck me off. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is this has been and vastly covered by by a variety of stand-up comedians, but the the end of the song Around the World is wild. And I'm oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's just what got Shane Gillis canceled. <laughs> yeah, it's literally <laughs> Yeah, it's basically he literally ends the song by looking at the camera and going, I will never be a cast member on SNL. Yeah, he gets he gets tape and he says, paper didn't rip. And then he applies it to his eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he's like, try it. Try anything. Um, yeah. No, yeah, that I mean, definitely Chili Peppers where it's like, yeah, I can understand liking their music, but like kind of the PR for these bands, including Rancid, are like. The PR was just like, and the other thing about Rancid, I guess the reason why they didn't become a t-shirt company so much was because the Misfits, the Misfits were a gimmick. So were the Ramones, but, and Rancid's a gimmick too, but like part of their gimmick was not wearing any logos. So it's like a Rancid fan was a guy who like had a leather jacket that he put um, spikes on. So part of it also is is the scene that Rancid came out of. They came out of the Gilman Bay Area punk scene, which was the pl- like, is literally the place that came up with like no sellouts, all of that sort of stuff. So part of also their problem is originally Rancid was Operation Ivy. It was Tim Armstrong, the bass player Matt, and then not Lars and like, one of the drummers. Anyway, they are that they are like literally like people are like, oh my god, this band is going to be fucking massive. And they were coming up at the same time as Green Day. They didn't want to sell out. Is basically they're like, no, we're gonna they were gonna be conflicted. Fuck that. Fuck it. We we're artists. We're gonna be in a squat. They were losers. They just were immature losers <laughs> that didn't understand that they're in a fucking business. And if someone comes to give you money, that's wow. corporate sponsorship for your art. You fucking dicks. So that all also falls part apart. of it. I don't think was their Green Day. You I, look blame Green Day I blame them. I blame them. Tim Armstrong. You got Billy Joe Armstrong, who's like a guy with dyed hair who looks like someone who'd be fun at a party. And then you got Tim Armstrong, who's literally uh, writing down numbers in the maternity wing to see when they turn 15. I mean, yeah, we are we are building to something, which is the fact that Tim Armstrong is the kind of guy that what are you doing near this park? Just just watching the fucking trees grow, if you know what I mean. Ooh, he's gross. Um, anyway, so Operation Ivy falls apart from their ashes comes rancid, and they basically just do a harder version of Operation Ivy, which is Operation Ivy was very much a uh, traditional sort of ska band, so they didn't have the fucking trumpets and shit. It was basically just, it's why people compare them to The Clash, is they're basically just doing speed up, sped up dub with some Ramones kind of hooks, which is basically the clash. Like that's why, the, why, why do people compare them to the clash? Well, they're doing the exact same thing as the clash. So that's why. Yeah. I mean, which, you know, I'm, I'm sure a thousand million bands have tried the exact same thing. Listen, this isn't about for me, Lars Fredrickson seems like a good dude. And he seems like it sounds silly, but it's like if rancid, if the front man of rancid was just Tim Armstrong and he was the only thing you had your, to sink your teeth into i don't think they'd be half as successful because lars Fredrickson himself has a ton of charisma and definitely was the thing that put them over the top absolutely he also comes from a much harder punk edge like he's much more influenced by like people like the exploited you can tell the way he dresses also his album lars Fredrickson and the bastards which are much more sort of punkier album i think you're totally correct on that also the nice also one thing about lars though very rude to me in a starbucks yeah i'm in rancid really yeah hey are you in rancid yeah i'm in rancid 
okay, can I? No. All right. And I don't know why I wanted that? to. It was in 2011. Here's the other thing is, I don't know what I was going to say. I didn't want a picture. This was like, I didn't have an iPhone. And um, I didn't like the band. I was just more just sort of like, what the fuck is Lars Fredrickson doing here with his mohawk slicked back in this weird noticeable way you clearly have a mohawk in the greenest polo shirt i've ever seen just looking like um if a gutter punk lived at a country club is what he looked like it was very like it was very much everything that happens to be coming to be visiting san francisco which is like oh my god look at that cool edgy guy in his giant house because he monetized his edginess and sold it to the suburbs this city is this city is consumerism on steroids i hate it (laughs) Like he just, he was in such a nice BMW and I'm like, Oh God, someone makes your punk clothes. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> Do I have to put the leather on? It's very sweaty. I don't want to anymore. I know. And it's, I totally understand Wear whatever you want. It was just, you know what I mean? It was just one of those, and I'm sure he was just having a bad day, but it's also like, fuck you and your fucking weird band where you guys should, you guys should sound like Slayer and you sound like fucking losers anyway so they release um a bunch of albums to huge acclaim uh they're very much indie darlings they are swimming in the wake of green day so very quick music history nirvana hits in 91 uh and one of the reasons why nirvana hits is they change the way how they measure um the sales of music before that a lot of it was exaggerated bullshit they did it based off of how many records shipped there was a lot of bribery going on um and it's why suddenly in the 90s, you get all these genres that were like, well, this wasn't that popular. It actually was. They just weren't counting it. It's why country music and heavy metal really explode in the 90s. It's why like grunge came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. It was just no one was acknowledging how popular that music was. And with SoundScan, they could actually look at the numbers. Never mind hit. And that changed in terms of what... um the record companies were looking at what people realized people would listen to. So that invited AR people into the scenes to try and scoop up bands. They get Green Day, which goes on to release Dookie, which is so fucking big. Uh, majority of these bands signed with all of these labels. Um, Rancid is not one of them. I'm just giving the history of Rancid, and then we can talk about Tim Armstrong's horrific life in the second half. Rancid um, signs a distribution deal with um, Warner Brothers. They get painted as if they had signed with a major label and are called a sellout, even though it was just a distribution deal. They never actually did. But who gives a fuck? Let them make some fucking money, you fucking losers. Um, Even though fuck Rancid. And they go. But that's the thing about the other thing. That selling out is not a thing now because no, it's not. Economy's (laughs) bad. But back then, when the economy was great, you could pick and choose who gave you money, and there was definitely the whole idea of like selling out like you are supposed to like basically play video games and eat cheerios and someone was supposed to be like you eat cheerios cool here's some money like trying was for losers back then which is a a crazy thing to tell young people now where it's like no man like being a piece of shit until you're 28 was like the thing you did yeah well no it was this weird thing of you were you supposed to be perceived being a piece of shit, but you're also underneath the piece of shit. You were supposed to be operating a hustle network that rivaled the CIA, but no one was supposed to see it. Like it was this weird sort of time of like, you're supposed to try in a way nobody notices and nobody can tell. Yeah. I feel like everywhere is the East coast now where it's like, you got to grind hustle grind, bro. But it used to be the West coast where it's like, yeah, you're doing stuff, but make it look like you're not. I mean, I hate, the amount of fucking people who tell me, oh, you got to be, I hate the phrase, got to be on your hustle. You got to grind it out. It's just such, but 
It's such bullshit. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. Also, like, it just annoys me so much. The amount of people who have told me you got to hustle more who were sat down really warrants me throwing acid in their faces. <laughs> I like that, though. Unprovoked people just telling you you're not working hard enough. That's what I want to bring to the world. Oh, my God. That was such a that was such a that was such a thing in comedy circa 2010 to 2014 i would say let me tell you what you need to do like you know what i mean it's just a fucking just someone in a leather jacket who smells like cigarettes you need to do more stand-up in the morning what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) people want to laugh you go next to their bed that counts as a set yeah exactly the thing to remember about stand-up comedy is it's not real or is it Oh, boy, I really am looking forward to the letters we get from all of these different interstitials Dylan recorded. Letters? If we yeah, get, yeah, yeah. I would love it if they use snail mail to complain oh about our God. wonderful fucking podcast, Don and, and Dylan Online. Rate, review, and subscribe. We are getting a P.O. box. Mail us things. Pussy hey. odor box. Rate, review, and subscribe. Hey, John, can I tell you something? Yes. I sit down to piss and I stand up to shit. John and Dylan Online patreon.com backslash john and dylan online there's all a bunch of different tiers there five dollar tier you get the episodes early and an extra episode and i assume at this point there's a ten dollar tier where you just get some of pubes in an envelope yeah if you fucking sign up for the fifteen dollar tier guess what you get nothing else different just give the pleasure of giving us more money How's actually that? you get none of the first two things yeah, that's actually true. To give a, if you give us fifteen dollars, you do not get the bonus episode, and you do not get the episodes early. Here's my favorite part of Rancid is when uh, Tim Armstrong, for some reason, is like, "Hey, you know what would be more annoying than this is if I added a rapper, and then they make the transplants." Oh God! What's even more amazing is did you? So I did some digging on this. You know, the transplants is like received like a renaissance. Like some people are like, actually, this is their finest work. It is like listening to three bands at the same time. It is like listening to a mom rap. It was also in a shampoo commercial, which apparently caused a lot of agita from the Rancid fans. And I have to tell you, like, yeah, of course it did. But also like, what a bunch of fucking babies. Fuck you. Yeah, of course. The thing you like isn't cool. Like that happens for everybody. It must stink to be in a band like this, where it's like as a comedian or any type of entertainer, you're kind of allowed to grow up. But when you're in a band and you are like, no, you have to be rancid forever. You can never grow up like Lars Fredrickson and the polo and the Starbucks man like Starbucks. Yeah. But it's like, you know, he's like, I just want to frap. And everyone's yeah. like, you have to be who I liked when I was 16. I'm 30. Why don't you now? Why don't you smell like piss? Lars, yeah. Lars, why are you drinking caffeine? You should be doing hair on. Yeah, also, exactly. I just want to let everyone know you who's sleep listening in to the a pod. bed, sleep in a fucking trunk, dipshit. Go for it. <laughs> I want to let everyone know when Dylan and I are given the opportunity to sell out, it will be swift and it will be to the highest bidder. I will put my fucking face on missiles that Raytheon make if they if for the right price. And it's not that high. Like, it's like 80 bucks. That'll be my face. <laughs> Here's the other thing is that uh, we are actually very much we can't even be bukowski because we're too successful to be bukowski now because it's not like everyone can be like yeah no one understood their art for years it was like yeah no, you know, some, they, some, some people liked it. it some people did it yeah most didn't but some did yeah, yeah. but yeah and then they some money you just yeah. be like oh that was good for them there'd be no like yeah there'd be no like they fucking sold out basically what it is is we're back to the gilded age where it's like yeah you can be an artisan but like, listen, it's going to be a wild ride financially. And it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, buddy, you're going to have to fucking have apples for dinner quite often. 
I had to file my, like, I'm going for American citizenship, so you have to, like, go through all your taxes. My income rate in the last decade has been insane. It's like watching... It was, it's like watching a company managed by different CEOs on drugs. Wow, 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 Let's fucking do it. Let's fucking. Oh, no. Yeah. Buy, sell, sell, sell. Buy, 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 buy. Um, so, Tim Armstrong, they have a series of ex- successful albums. There's a period of time when they have the, an album called Out and Outcome the Wolves comes out. And that is like their fucking. That's their never mind. So many people are like, oh my God, it's like the clash if it was written by a guy who's a loser. Yeah. And while that happens, they go to Australia. They meet a um he meets a lady. No, a girl. not a lady, a girl. A girl. He meets a, new, he meets a girl. He meets a he meets brand a girl new girl. With a terrible, terrible, terrible life. And uh then a someone... terrible life. A yeah. terrible life. And um they uh according to him, do not what do they do? They do not discuss her age honestly she says according to tim armstrong she said to him i'm 19 and then they waited two years and then they immediately got married so she could move to america <laughs> yeah they he never knew she was 19 until the day she turned 18 coincidentally she was like i'm 18 now yeah it's weird he did not know that she wasn't uh above the age of 18 but when she turned 18 he held a party where he booed her yeah yeah, yeah. they well while they were having sex, he actively watched her grow pubic hair, but he didn't know fucking how old she was. Yeah, he had to be stopped from putting a gun in his mouth. No, 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 no. Icky, icky, ew, ew. Ew, ew, ew. He is awful. Also, can I say this, by the way, Tim Armstrong, exactly the guy. I remember this guy. This is not a thing that people have to go through anymore, much like the, like the, you do not have the guy who's 30 hanging out at the high school party because yeah, he's just, dating. I don't know if they do. I, I'm going to ask, I should honestly ask my, my niece is 20 and it's like, you should, I should be like, do you still, did you have just guys who are like 30 <laughs> who hung out with like high school parties or like, my back hurts. I, I like, fucking remember. Oh yeah, Dude, every th- town had it. Every every town. I lived in a city. What are you talking about town? We're talking like, and I'm talking like a girl who worked at the best sellers at the Carlingwood Mall ended up dating one of the other staff members, and she was fully in high school, and he was fully like an adult, like I think thirties. <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was a thing. But I mean, like, look at all. Listen to all. If you want to talk about this, Rancid. Rancid doesn't have any songs that are like, uh, you're 16, yum, yum time. But that's like every rockabilly song is just like. Uh, and what is what's Tim Armstrong's favorite type of music, by the way? Um, it's a lullaby because he's a pedophile. But the second <laughs> one is rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say songs about the AC- ABCs, but sure. <laughs> I mean, that's All good. Right, we're going to have a second half of this. Yeah, we're somehow going to have a second half where we're going to talk about their relationship and their breakup because it's a real tale of two cities. Here are the two cities. Brody Dale. That guy's a kind of a piece of shit, and I feel like I was groomed because I think he's a pedophile. Tim Armstrong side. That's not what happened. Hey, <laughs> it was cool, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a real fun, like, um, I feel that I was taken advantage of because I come from one of the worst childhoods anyone's ever heard, and then I encountered this mid-30s businessman who was dressed like a vagabond and... uh he made me move to another continent, and now I have a band. And then his hey, side. In my defense, that's how I. That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> in my defense, is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what? Well, it's weird when people use bondage, but when I hunt and make love to fifteen-year-olds, that's bad. <laughs> Let me just get this straight. We're allowed to drive cars which fill the air with noxious chemicals that strangle you eventually and hurt our climate. 
and I am not allowed to walk through a high school just handing out my phone number and winking. I don't. <laughs> I just mixed that's messages. A, the world. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. A little thing called double standard, Your Honor. <laughs> After the break, I got to tell you, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll see you in hell. Welcome back to the second half of our episode, John. Do you have anything more to say about Rancid? I mean, other I really don't. I got out the fact that I hate the transplants. Lars Fredrickson, oh, yeah. I'm I'm uh I'm generous. I'm... You know what I hate about the transplants? It's not even just their music. It's yeah. for some reason, okay. Explain this to me, John. I will. For some reason, the fucking transplants were fine, but everyone's going to Lip Biscuit. It's the I same compl- fucking thing. It's not as fun, god damn it. It's just some guy. It's the first time I've ever seen this guy fucking rap. And it's oh now and they and they used to play it on alt rock stations, which is like, oh, you guys won't play fucking any rap other than Eminem and the transplants and the Beastie Boys. Oh, nothing. What do they all have in common? Stupid fucks. What do they all have in common? They're white. <laughs> so so is Limp Biscuit. They didn't yeah. They wouldn't play any. They wouldn't play any rap other than those guys. Oh, I thought you were like. I thought you were on the Limp Biscuit side. I thought you were like. They're playing these Oddly, guys and not Limp Biscuit. <laughs> so I'm from Ontario, Canada. The best place to be. I from. mean, if you're subscribed to this Patreon, you fucking probably know our sin cards at this point. But th- they Zero wouldn't five. play that much Limp Biscuit on Edge 102. It would only they come would live at the Phoenix because they wanted people to fucking actually have fun. They would. Um, they would play Limp Biscuit occasionally on XFM. Uh, okay. In Canada, 101.1 XFM. Ooh, 101.1. But then XFM. it got put out of business in, I'm going to say I was probably 16 or 17 and became a country station overnight. And I will tell you this, the other rock station, The Bear, really ran some very oh, yeah, rude advertising. 106.9 The Bear. <laughs> 106.9 The Bear. Don't be a fucking Limbiscuit fan. Otherwise, that makes you a black guy, which is spits on ground. Bear. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you why we're not playing Limp Biscuit. A bit too close to the music those other people make. Not going to say what kind of people, though. I'm by the Dairy Queen at that radio station. What's up? My name is Mauler. I think that was one of the DJs was named Mauler. And he was uh, on the bear. Oh, I Get do it? like the fact that they all had bear puns. That's good. I think he was the Mauler. only one. Mauler. Is there Stuntman Stew. Oh, <gasps> oh, my God. They should, they should have berries. Welcome. Here's oh Lake. God. Barry and Mauler in the morning. Oh my God. And they could have had a lady named Lake. That would have been amazing. Oh boys, we're getting juicy. Yeah, there you go. I'm wet as a lake. <laughs> yeah, she's so subtle. All this talk thing about is I squirt anyway. <laughs> like a lake. Oh, oh fuck. But from my that pussy. Song made me squirt from my pussy. Coming me... up next is some fucking ad. I don't know. <laughs> Let me tell you about this traffic. It is full, like my pussy, of yeah, liquid. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I was getting stuffed and rammed just like the DVP is. <laughs> ah, well, the, the year. getting all weird again. Good. You got to buy a camera like mine. You got to buy a fucking fuck off. How about that? I'm going to fuck off. You're going to buy a camera like mine. I don't Dude, care. It's $58. I found it in the garbage. I paid the guy's <laughs> garbage $58. I left $58 <laughs> in his garbage. Well, let me say this, Dylan. You fucking hot fuck. The year is, I think it's 96. They go to Australia. Tim Armstrong meets Brody Dale. She's fucking 16. And he's like, that's great. Oh, We're... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, We're moving. We're moving to the fucking. Uh, all right, you be Brody Dell. I'll be Tim Armstrong. Hello, I've got a band and a terrible childhood. 
Oh, that's cool. Uh, just say this. How um, <laughs> old are you? Um, I'm I'm 16, but I feel like what what are you doing with your hands? Uh, <laughs> are you celebrating? Sorry, so much gray cum came out. Yeah, you said you were sober. Why did you pop so many champagne flutes when I said my age? <laughs> uh, I'm so addicted to heroin. My cum comes out gray when I hear that. If you say your age again, I'm going to shoot even more. So was he a junkie at this time? Because I the, 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 there's conflicting rumors of whether or not he is on the junk. Because one of the excuses he made was, A, she said, oh, she told me she was 19, even though I was in my dirty 30s. Uh, and bear in mind, when this information came out, which was like 2008, everyone was like, well, of course she lied because women are, and I must stress this, filthy liars. And so she, of course, did that. This man is absolved. That's what happened. And then everyone was angry that she's like, oh, now she's dating someone she likes. What a monster. God forbid she dates someone with a bunch of side projects, which is what uh, in the day and when we were kids, someone would say is, oh, my, this is my side project, meaning the music on this is worse. But I like all the Queens of the Stone Age shit. Anyway. That's right. I like them crooked vultures. Is CDs. Good. And uh, oh, yeah. all my old CDs. And I forgot how many Queens of the Stone Age albums I have. Very excited. Anyway. They're very good. Tim Robinson dates Brody Dahl. Tim Armstrong. Ooh. Ooh. Tim Robinson Ooh. is no, the no, guy no. from Tim that Robinson state. from that guy, too, dated Brody Dahl. Tim Robinson from the, the I think you he should was, leave. But that was a different thing because he was like three. Yeah, that was like but that. She, they were like, she got, were, she got it back. That's no, what no. She did. Well, Tim Robinson and Brody Dale, I think, are probably about the same age. They were actually at elementary school together in Melbourne. And they were That's both nice. they were both six. And they were like, will you be my boyfriend? I'll be your girlfriend. And they held hands one recess. It was a very nice relationship, actually. I'm glad we brought that up before we get to the darkness. Oh, yeah. And then Tim Robinson went to their class and pointed at Brody Dahl like he was Hulk Hogan in the 80s. He went, yes. Tim Armstrong. Tim Armstrong. Yeah, sorry, Rob, Armstrong. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, feeling really bad for Tim Robinson. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. But anyway, then they did some ska and then. Oh, it was uh, bad. I'm going to have sex with a. But anyway, the, this is this should be said as you recast things that happened in the past, John. This was the unofficial it's fine to fuck him age was 16 at this time. There's entire Hollywood movies. I'll bring back. I'll, I try to joke about this. It didn't work. So I just keep on saying it. Drive it to the ground. The plot of the movie Clueless was my stepsister turned 16. It's yum yum time. Yeah, <laughs> I got news for you. There are not plots of Hollywood movies. There's plots of Hollywood marriages that are literally like she is 16. And in every way, is that cool? Like it is a oh, yeah. fucking nightmare. Every every book. Yeah, the last about, couple of years of people like, well, that's a bit weird. Every book about Hollywood. 19. Yeah, every book about Hollywood from the 70s and 80s is literally like, and then Warren Beatty was found in a high school fighting to get into the home, home <laughs> the home economics class. Yeah, like, yeah. Warren Beatty went to a prom and beat up a man, beat up one of the dates of the girls and said, by <laughs> medieval law, you're mine now and took her. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton bought an elementary school. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, like the and and the so what I'm saying is like it should still be fine. 
no, 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 it's kind of like you have to cancel like an entire period of time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What it what it is is we have to go back and acknowledge. Well, that was really fucked up, and you guys were fucked, and we're not going to do that again. And instead, what sort of happened is people are like, "Fuck! All right, let's just not bring it up." Right? It's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, it's just one of those things where it's also like it's also that weird factor of like, I guarantee people are aware of this, and they're like, "But I like that um, fall back down song." You know what I mean? Like, that's the weird thing of society is you can feel people be like, yeah, I know about the Chris D'Elia rec- uh, accusations, but I love that podcast where he stands in front of a wood paneled wall and reacts to TikToks. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just such yeah. a weird place we are in society where people are like, well, I am aware that that's bad, but it's also going to affect what I listen to while I'm shitting. So I'll keep it to myself. Oh, yeah. Or the whole thing where like, well, I've liked this for too long. So down with the ship like I go. Like, yeah, I exactly. I got- like, I liked Rancid in high school, and I don't like any new songs, so I'm going to ignore this. There's such a group of people that if you bring up the fact that David Bowie was basically just, like, in the 70s and 80s, strumming a guitar near a school gauge, ring, oh, hello, ring. Like, people are like, hey, no. And it's like, that's w- that is what happened, okay? Like, Steven Tyler is alive, and Steven Tyler, like, Say what you want about that horse-faced psychopath. Like, he at least came forward and was like, I adopted a girl that I was dating. What the fuck was going on? Jesus fucking Christ, I am so fucking sorry. And it's like, oh, I think he actually, he's the only one that was like, I fucked this. And like, it's like, okay, well, that's at least some accountability. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, He's the only one that took stock of his life before everyone else could. Yeah, he's the only one that gained perspective before the media came knocking at his door. And I probably, I got to tell you, I think some media knocked at his door. Like, I think Steven had to, that had to be pointed out to him for a while. Like, he kept being like, Steven, it was really bad that girl adopted you. When you say bad, you mean good, right? <laughs> like, no, no, no. If there no, was no. a group of people that would care less about that, though, you could oh, find one than Aerosmith fans. fans. Specifically the Boston ones. They're like, yeah, that's, where do you think I met my wife? Oh, God, you guys fucking, uh there's so I mean, many baby boomer things where it's like, yeah, he watched me shower. Now we have four kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many baby boomer things where it's also just sort of like, there's nothing creepy about the fact that I met your father because he just wouldn't stop sleeping in the bushes outside of my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He got a job in my work and then suddenly was my boss somehow. And then, yeah, that's now we're married because I-, I was 11. He was 50. He held a knife to my father's throat. It was love at first sight. <laughs> What's your fucking problem? You fucking millennials are a bunch of fucking pussies. You guys are you guys are tough. Anyway, it's also fun. I've been reading this old baseball book and it's just like, oh, yeah, baseball baby. players from 1920 talking about how baseball players or sorry, baseball players in 1950 talking about how baseball players in 1970s or pussies and then just every 20 years you subtract it like there was baseball players yep. in 1910 who were getting called pussies by the baseball players in 1890 or it's like oh oh you guys need a bat we would just find the weakest kid in town okay you find a kid with jaundice you kill him and his parents don't have to raise him anymore that's what baseball is that Mickey Mantle is not an athlete. He was caught cheating on his wife. You don't get caught. That's how fast you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, what? You lift weights in the off season? You're supposed to smoke cigarettes in the off season. Excuse me. That way it challenges your body. What is wrong with your midsection? Oh, these are abs. Are you telling me you're better than Babe Ruth, a man who once put down his bat to finish a sandwich in the middle of a game? And people applauded. 
people were fucking grateful to watch him eat. Well, that is the other thing where it's like the night, the 20th century of uh, I read this book by Schwarzenegger where it was like part of it was like if you just went to a gym, people would be like, oh, you're gay. And not in like a <laughs> way they'd be like, oh, I guess you're gay. Like, yeah, you have to. Yeah, you're... I mean, the only reason you would get hot is to the like women will have sex with you if you look like a lump of shit. So you must get hot. So a man will have sex with you. Yes, you're gay. This is a Bill Burr joke, but I know a variety of people in high school that didn't wear the proper coat because there was concerns about their sexuality and they were trying to dispel that. Oh, yeah. Like, I better not wear a winter coat or people will think I am attracted to the people who are the same sex as me. Uh, how's that logic work? I don't the heat of men. I don't know. Dude, I used to pretend to not know things because I thought people would call me gay. Uh, because they would. People, they took us. The bear What's nine, the capital of America. I don't know. Titties. Yeah, yeah a vagina, which I think about only. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, people do not understand that Dylan and I. Dylan pointed this out to the best point, which is like people in England can wear white shoes because they know a stranger won't scuff them intentionally. And I was like, that is so true because that is in Canada in the night. You're wearing white shoes. I people on the bus are thinking this fucking guy's not better than me. I'm scuffing his shoes, and that was what would happen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they scuff your goddamn shoes. Anyway, Rancid, uh, if you like Rancid, that's fine. But It's not fine. You're supporting monsters, said the wrestling fan. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Starting a fight. What's the uh, next one you want to do? Here's what I just want to say. So what happened is Brody Dale and Tim Armstrong hook up. She is very young. They have a marriage. She eventually is like, hey, I'm in my early 20s, and I just realized what you did was fucked up. And he was like, that's your fault for figuring that out. Then she meets someone that she actually cared for and wasn't manipulated into loving because Tim Armstrong's history's greatest monster. And then they had a giant feud over the fact that they broke up and Tim Armstrong like sicked the rancid fans. On... Oh yeah. He wrote a song. He wrote a song that was like, I can't believe you were going to skip over this part. <laughs> Fire bomber house. <laughs> What's very funny, too, is like apparently. So the thing is, is also that Josh Homme is a meth head from the desert. And like the rumor always was that he like apparently like was like Tim Armstrong would like write songs like I hate her and she's a gun. And then uh, Josh Homme would just get Branson's manager's phone number and be like, I'm going to be in San Francisco this day. Do you want to fucking fight? We'll fight like real. It's a real I got to tell you about this, about Josh Homme. That's a real Canadian way of handling it. And I got to tell you that you can tell that man's from the desert because de like American rural is very much Canadian baseline of just like this guy. I don't like what he's saying. I'm going to phone him on the phone and challenge him to a physical altercation. Only in well, Canada have like I ever a, heard like that happen. Six guy. Well, I, I will say this: it's a five, of course six five six guy versus, versus a six eight guy. Yeah, of course yeah, you're yeah. challenging it's him to that fight. Of course you roof. are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, duh. Yeah, of course. Why do you think Josh Homme is so openly challenging him for that fight? He can win that fight. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Also, like, if a guy's like, hey, we're going through a divorce, I'm going to get, like, fans of mine to sick, which wasn't as bad as it is now, but was still terrible. Like, social media didn't exist, so she wasn't, like, hit clicking on her phone. Like, it'd be, like, the idea of, like, checking her mailbox and just, like, oh, nine, so many more, so much more hate mail. But it was still fucking awful back then. Oh, my God. Imagine what this would have been like social media wise. So annoying. What's very funny, by the way, is they one of the things that Tim Armstrong always went on about was like he gave her drugs and it was like she wasn't a drug addict, man. She's allowed to try drugs. Like it's like that weird thing that alcoholics always do. 
they I'm an alcoholic and then they had alcohol. Yeah, they don't have the same problem with that substance. So they, they can have it and you can. It's like, no, don't you understand? That's how I control them. I mean, it's bad for them. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that as a fine line, like drinking around people with substance problems. But um, let's not get into the subtlety of that. Let's just close I'm, by listen, saying Lars good, Tim bad. Let me just say what about what I'm just saying is what I'm specifically saying is when people who are sober are trying to use that as a focal, like a fulcrum point of manipulation, it always drives me fucking crazy because I totally understand. I don't drink and I know it can be very like there is no one more annoying in the world than a drunk person to a sober person because you're essentially in two different realities. <laughs> that is very true. Although I will say this, most drunk people. From my time not drinking, most drunk people are pretty fine up until you hit drink. Oh, yeah. Like six. Drink six is when people start retelling the same story, but like. That's funny. I was going to go drink. You're good. I'm going to go drink six to eight is the real no man's land. Like you're you're about to find out what kind of evening you're about to have. Also, what I really enjoy, and there's nothing better, is the drunk guy who really wants to figure out why you don't drink. That's the best conversation. No, but why? All right, well, I'm now about to tell a story that's really going to ruin everyone's evening because it's a bit dark. And then they're always like, that's a bit of a dark story. What were you expecting? Oh, mine would go like this. Uh, my tummy hurts. I don't want to. I wish mine like, was my tummy hurts. You're gay. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then he'd what be like, why are, you so, why are you so angry? A guy doesn't know, doesn't want to drink with you. Also, related story, I would never drink with you now. Like, you're a fucking cunt. That's the other thing that, that I never understand is when people, especially after shows, are like, do you want to drink? No. What the fuck? It's like, did you did you think if I still drank, we'd be having that drink together? I'd be taking it away from here. I thank you. And then I would walk away. Like it's like I'm I'm fine. I'm not worried. I'm not needing to build my fan base. One guy who thinks a blazer will hide his gut a time. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. We'll do an entire episode on wearing a blazer and a T-shirt. John. Oh, goodbye. my God. OK, actually, I'm going to say this. The worst look, though, is blazer tucked in dress shirt. That's a bright color into jeans. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's With good. That's oh, good. I like that. what a look. That's a, that's a real. I'm I'm the real I'm I'm the real I'm the Eddie Vedder of real estate in this town. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a guy who's uh trying to dress up but he's not sure how. I'm the Tim Armstrong of concrete in this Dale. I'm gonna tell you that much for free. What does that mean? I write songs and don't ask about how I met my wife. How'd you meet your wife? <laughs> I was a candy striper at the hospital. She was born and I went, that's my lady. It was a different well, time. It was one of my many visits to Thailand. How many times have you been to Thailand, Dylan? It's weird because that's not true. Everyone knows that underneath that shirt is a tattoo and the tattoo is the different times you've been to Thailand. (laughs) Never, never, never. Probably never will go. And you know what? I really like, by the way, Dylan, when he became a father, he did this thing, which I really enjoy, which is he makes massive declarations for his whole life. Like he literally never. Yeah, I remember talking about the Edinburgh Festival, like right after your son was born. He looked me in the face and you went, I will never do that again. (laughs) It's just the best is I got to tell you, you want to the best if you're not going to if you're going to have kids later in life, which it looks like I am. You want to make sure to have a variety of fathers around to see what the paths may what you can choose from. And I like Dylan's real going just no more fun, only responsibility. (laughs) It's real good stuff. (laughs) 
well, okay, yeah, hey, man, my dad just got back from Thailand. Oh, I didn't know your dad fucks kids. Like, what do you want to do? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you can't be going to Thailand. Dylan, look at me in the face and tell me that that, based on the people I know who have become fathers, it is a it's a push. Some of them be like, all right, my kid's six months old. I don't know why he doesn't have a job. I'm going to Cambodia for a bit. What? Why? Gigs? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just want to be outside the fucking law, dude. I remember uh, talking to a guy who was going through a divorce and he was like, listen, I remember he's like, we used to have fights for no reason. Like, I remember she got so upset that I took four tours of Mumbai one year. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, I went to India five times in a year. You know, she needed, we needed the money. And I was like, you got to earn the money some other way than going to Mumbai five times with children. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, this is not, I mean, this is a, yeah. I mean, the Edinburgh thing is like, I don't know. You just get a job. I don't know. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> get a goddamn job. Like don't fucking. Oh yeah, my gonna, God. The the best thing of the pandemic was have to accept that five hour gigs away that make you $20 aren't for you anymore. It's That's not. right. I completely agree. The other thing that I really enjoyed, which was, I think Dylan had the best pandemic of all of us, which is he had a full period of time where he gave up stand up, became a janitor, circled back, came back to stand up. COVID still happening. It was the great, it was such a tight, perfect meltdown. And it like, it did not only did it not affect his life or family, it improved it measurably because of the stability it provided in those months. It was amazing. It was the best meltdown of anyone I've seen. in. Co Everyone else just got back on drugs. Dylan joined a union. <laughs> oh, dude, there, there was it was just like, I wouldn't want to spend every moment. I just found a way to be outside. It was great. It was like, oh, you can't hang out outside. I'm like, what if I get a job? And they're like, well, it's essential. I'm like, what'd you just say? Yeah. Oh, listen. Okay. It's, All right. I walk around to school now. All right. It's why it's why Dylan and I can be friends because know what we are? We're both we're both uh, we're both nerdy kids that'll find an angle. Well, what'd you just say? If I don't touch you, I'm not in trouble. Up, 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 not touching, not touching. This not is touching. the other. This is the other thing where. Um, never mind. I lost my point. Anyway, goodbye. We're gonna do another. What? Do you, which one do you want to do now? Which one? Which band do you want to do next? Or not a band? What do I want to do, do a band. Let's do a band. So we got Pantera and Rancid. Now you I want, do. We're we gonna do one the, I loved, one I hated. We're doing. I'm gonna pick now. You've you've picked, yeah. We've done one we both love, one we both yeah. hate. I'm gonna do a band I love that I know you're gonna hate. Good. We're gonna do the Grateful Dead next. You love the Grateful Dead. You know I what? Love, I am very much in the middle on the Grateful Dead. But really, I would have. I would have assumed you would have hated them. Before we go, just explain to me why you're in the middle, and then we'll go. Um. Just, I, I haven't really been subjected to that many Grateful Dead fans. I don't know much about their lore other than like, so oh, it's they were like, you will they just love, love them. drugs, and then yep. a bunch of kind of annoying people started liking them. Correct. And also, you have never, you know, how like we are in Canadian show business, so we know really sketchy people that do stupid stuff. All of them, all of them went to school with the management of the Grateful Dead. One guy just stole $200,000. Another guy stole $700,000. One guy was just a whitewater rafter. Like, it's the best. That's very good. I'm excited to talk about the Grateful Dead next month. Until then, Joe, whatever this is released, enjoy the episode. That we enjoy it. I'm Joe out. Rogan. That's also Joe Rogan. Oh, We're wow, Joe I'm Rogan now. Crying Red Band. Bye bye. Oh my God. I'm Joe Piss. Save my drinks. <laughs>